Did you know that we're exposed to thousands of commercial messages every day? And are you aware that consumers tend to trust what influencers say about brands much more than what brands say about themselves? When brands need to cut through the noise and reach consumers, influencer channels offer an unrivaled space to create genuine, meaningful dialogue and connect directly with consumers on their terms. Welcome to Influencer Marketing Talks, a podcast brought to you by Cure Media, a leading influencer marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to understand more about influencer marketing and why it's such a powerful channel when it comes to building trust in your target group. Every Wednesday, we'll cover topics such as how to build a successful influencer marketing strategy, how to measure the effects, the role of influencer marketing in the overall media mix, and of course, the latest trends and insights on what's up in the influencer marketing and social media sphere. And we know you're busy, so every episode is right around 15 minutes. Perfect to tune into on your morning walk, during your morning routine, or on your way to and from work. Join us and our expert guests to stay up to date and take your marketing strategy to the next level with influencer marketing. The world's fastest growing marketing method. I'm Sana Oudmark. And I'm Frida Ekholm. And this is Influencer Marketing Talks. Hi and welcome to Influence Marketing Talks, brought to you by Cure Media, the leading influence marketing company for fashion brands. This is your weekly podcast to learn more about consumer marketing in the digital age and all things influence marketing in right around 15 minutes. I'm Frida Ekholm and with me in the studio today I have not one, but three of my amazing colleagues, all who have extensive expertise in influence marketing. And the twist today is that they are experts on three different markets, the Nordics, Germany and the UK. And in today's episode, we will discuss what similarities and differences there are in each market in trends, maturity and authenticity. Hi and welcome to the studio, Julia, Rebecca and Emily. It's so fun to have all of you three in the studio with me today. We are so excited to be here. Thanks so much for having us. So happy to be here in the studio today. And Emily and Rebecca, you are usually based at our offices in the UK and Germany. But today you are here in Stockholm with in me and Julia. Stockholm. Yes, in Who sunny Stockholm. And... Combined, you three have 15 years of experience in influence marketing. So before we dive into the topic of today, can you just tell the listeners a bit about yourself, what you do at Cure Media, and also which markets you are responsible for, so they will know when they hear your voice? <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Rebecca. I work as a campaign manager at Cure Media. I've been here for 14 months now, and I'm responsible for the German market and the clients. Yes, and I'm Julia. I work as a campaign lead at Cure, so I'm involved in almost all our campaigns and have mostly been working towards the Nordic markets during my years in this industry. My name is Emily and I live and work in London. I'm our campaign manager for the UK at Cure Media and I've been working on the UK market for over five years now. 
Great. So today we will deep dive into how three subjects or topics differ from each other in each market. And we have trends, which we will discuss first. We have maturity and then we have authenticity. So let's get to it. As the algorithms on social media move more and more towards trending content, staying up to date with trends, and it has been a must for brands and marketers to keep up with these, otherwise they will get lost in the in the clutter. But how do trends in influencer marketing differ from each other in each market? Yeah, there are a lot of different trends and new trends popping up all the time. Uh, for the Nordics, I think that we will continue seeing a lot of live streams and live commerce. I think you've just started to scratch the surface uh, of live formats and there are still a lot of possibilities to explore. It's a more authentic format and the customers come closer to the brand and it also decreases the amount of returns. Yeah, that's super interesting because yeah. when they see it in a live format, I assume that you can get a better understanding of how the like uh, the clothing fits or like the pants, how do they look from each like the 360 view. Exactly, and they see it on like real persons and not on models. Yeah. Um, so that's that's a super great format to work with. And another thing that we also see more and more of right now is that both influencers and com- consumers are getting more aware of the environmental impact. Uh, influencers won't collaborate with brands that don't have the same values, and over fifty percent of consumers want to shop from brands that reflect their values. Yeah, that's super interesting, and I think that is very strong in Gen Z, and it's, but it's also like uh, gaining up in ages. Like for boomers and millennials, people are getting more invested in like what are these this brand's values. When it comes to trends, um, speaking of it, Germany is always a bit behind. Um, what we can see as a bigger trend for 2022 is something else: influencers creating podcasts. I think it's been around in the UK and. Uh, the Nordics for a while. Yeah, uh, yes. <laughs> we're we're here today. So, but it, not that we're influencers, but yeah, so in the industry. <laughs> so it's coming up. The influencers popping up with their podcasts to get a deeper connection with their communities and also to promote their visibility and reach. But when it comes to features on the Instagram app, Germany is usually upfront and gets the features first. So I'm always sharing my features that I'm getting on the app. Sending to my colleagues asking if they have seen it. So um, that's a luxury. <laughs> so you get everything fun. first and get to try it out. We have never seen it before. <laughs> we are always first. Yeah, we're always waiting for them to come into our own feeds. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I completely agree with you both, and especially Julia, where um, we're talking about live commerce. So in the UK, I definitely say it's definitely one of the biggest trends to look out for this year and beyond. Um, we have seen the rise as well of short form video formats as like a big reels trend. and the reels, stories or TikTok, all of it. Um, and we're seeing that um, in general across all markets, I think, especially with Instagram pushing this sort of content. Um, I think we can all agree it's more fun and authentic. And as millennials and Gen Z, we know um, that this is something we're really looking out for right now. We're really getting tired of picture perfect. And I mean, we are some of the biggest population groups right now. So that's what's important to us. And as generations, we can see that we are really feeding off platforms like TikTok and Instagram Reels, especially where it's easier to create in the content, in the moment content. Yeah, 
Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. I think I love TikTok and I love reels and all these behind the scenes or more like follow me around for a day content and so on. Yeah. And I would also say now when we're getting into the spring that we can see a lot of colorful content, especially when it comes to fashion and beauty. It's popping up everywhere. I am loving it. I'm loving all the bright, beautiful, bold colors. It's really nice to have some color popping up on our feeds, isn't it? Yeah, it's amazing. I'm so inspired to buy like it's green, it's pink and it's like super bright colors. Yeah. It's amazing. So moving on towards maturity, we all know that the influencer marketing industry has developed a lot over the past years and like from bloggers to entrepreneurs, from celebrities to micro and nano influencers, like people like you and me. And same as many other industries, influencer marketing has not developed, of course, exactly in the same direction and speed like over the globe. How would you compare the maturity of the influencer marketing industry in your markets? What's the biggest differences and can you find any similarities? In Germany, it's still quite common to work campaign-based. So a lot of brands are still working with campaigns on certain days like Valentine's Day, Christmas, Mother's Day, Father's Day and so on. And that's the only like campaigns they do? Or? Yeah, so they only pop up to those kind of days uh, during the year. Okay. But there's also smaller brands that are working always on. Um, it's getting a lot more, but also these types of companies usually have a bigger focus on influence marketing anyway. Um, and you also have to invest a lot more into influence marketing in Germany since the market is so big. There's so many people out there you want to reach and you have to stand out from the crowd because there is so many on the market. Yes, and in the, in the Nordics, we are usually a bit ahead compared to, to other markets in Europe. It's more common here uh, to work always on with influence marketing. Uh, and unlike Germany, uh, we are not doing that much uh, campaign-based. Of course, uh, brands are still working maybe more and do add-ons on uh, these special days uh, like Valentine's and so on. But many brands uh, have an always-on uh, ground Um, and they have had that for years now, I would say. You've built such a strong base. Yeah, yeah. yeah they, many brands do. Um, so they establish a trust on social media via a pool of influencers that their target audience follows and trusts. And uh, brands need to have a long-term strategy to stay top of mind on, on social media to be successful. Yeah, I think that's really good that you say, like mention trust also. And like the always-on approach is very like, trust base so you need to build that trust over time it's like having a friend like if you would only call each other maybe once in a while not talk so much then you most likely won't be like really good friends mm -hmm. maybe mm -hmm. there are a few that you will like stay with the entire life uh, even though you don't talk every day but overall as a brand you need to be there like talking to your audiences yeah that's true and also from my experience during my Past six years, uh, influencers in the Nordics are known for creating some of the best content, um, I would say. What do you guys Definitely. Think? I always look up. I always get inspired. I always see the content out there on my Explore feed. And I think we definitely can take advantage of that for, for Germany and the German market. For sure. I am always pulling the Swedish content for my influencer briefs. It's just so beautiful. You're light years ahead and it's very professionally made and high quality isn't it yeah they're like real photographers not only influencers mm. 
Yeah, and I think, um, yeah, it's really interesting because the UK does seem to be somewhere in the middle. Um, As a market, we've come a long way over the last few years to become one of the more mature markets. But at the same time, in such a big um, country, we're also one of the more saturated markets. And we can see now that many brands and influencers have worked together longer term. They've also created these relationships. So we've seen many brands and influencers come together um, in the brand ambassadorship space. And this is really nice to see because influencers are given um, the creative lead to make more authentic and organic in the moment content. Um we actually recently conducted a survey and one thing that really stood out to me was this spread of tactics and mediums that marketers and brands need to use to reach um, consumers. It's such a saturated marketplace in the UK that brands can't afford to put all their eggs in one basket. So we really need to work on and invest in multiple formats for collaborations and activations. Yeah, and the survey you mentioned, uh, Cure Media have done a survey where we asked over 1,000 consumers and over 200 uh, marketing decision makers across the UK about influencer marketing. Um, and one key point we found there, not surprisingly, uh, as you also mentioned about authenticity, is that 67% of consumers say that an influencer's authenticity is one of the most important factors in whether they follow them or not. So would you agree on this authenticity aspect on on your markets? Absolutely. I think authenticity is so up there in terms of what we find important when we're relating to influencers. Just as you need to relate to a friend, you want to be able to relate to influencers that you're following. Yeah, I totally agree. And we also know that Instagram, uh, the algorithms are highlighting uh, authentic content right now. So it's... More important than ever. Yeah, maybe that has something to do with you said, Emily, about like the short form, the video strategy. We want to see more like a uh, live formats that also goes well in hand with the authenticity aspect. Yeah, a hundred percent. Definitely. In Germany, you usually see three to call three to four call ups a week, uh, but more on Instagram story than feed content. So, speaking of live formats, uh, they're coming up as well slowly, but they've been around. And lots of story content out there. Yeah, I mean, the importance of authenticity, we really saw this in the UK over the last two years or so during the lockdowns. Um, Influencer marketing did get some bad press off the bat, but um, that was almost exclusively directed at these larger accounts whose feeds they're more skewed towards aspirational content or this insta celeb lifestyle so we really saw people um, lean towards influencers that were maybe had smaller followings and showed their lives that much more closely reflected the highs and lows of our own Um, they really had a positive uh, overwhelmingly positive response in the UK and with social media being such a crutch over the last two years consumers have really come to depend on and trust micro and as you said even nano influencers because they give us such a sense of relatability 
So, yes, I'd say the UK is marginally more sceptical of the bigger creators in terms of authenticity, but smaller accounts have stronger connections to their followers now more than ever. They get that girl or boy next door feeling like your friend. Mm -hmm. You can relate to their lifestyles better, maybe. Yeah, and in the Nordics, we are more spared from negative feedback when it comes to influence collaborations. If an influencer posts organically several times a day, they can also post collaborations each and every day and don't get any negative feedback. Um, I think the balance between organic and sponsored posts are very important here when it comes to uh, authentic um, influence marketing. In Germany, it's quite the same as the UK. Uh, we see or we saw similar things when the pandemic started, when influencers were posting a lot, a lot, mm. a lot. There's still now profiles that post more collabs or multiple collabs a day, but they often get negative feedback. And what we can see is even though companies are working campaign based, they're still trying to book the same influencers every time to build long partnership, even though they only pop up a few times a year. This is super interesting insights and you are really experts on your markets. Big thanks for joining me in the studio today. And I'm looking forward to having you back on the podcast very soon. Thank you, Frida. It was so fun to join you. Thanks for having us. It was so much fun. Lovely to be here. Thanks, Frida. This brings us to the end of another episode of Influence Marketing Talks. If you want to continue staying up to date on our weekly podcast episodes, influence marketing content and what's up on the consumer marketing scene, make sure you follow us on our social media platforms at Cure Media. Also, to not miss another episode of this podcast, we have some real exciting guests coming. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. 